Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Helen here. Today, I'm here to tell you about Celine, a podcast recently launched on the RQ Network. Step into Celine, a city cloaked in darkness and teeming with horrors. From evil headmistresses to murderous marionettes, black worm parasites, haunted hotels, and eerie sleepwalkers, meet the paranormal investigators of Needle Street, newly arrived to battle the encroaching malevolence. Inspired by Poe, Edward Gorey, and Agatha Christie, their adventures promise twisted mysteries and unforgettable characters. Immersive audio brings the city to life, blending dark humour with bone-chilling suspense. Join the investigators as they navigate Celine's shadows, where mystery and intrigue await at every turn. And now, you can experience the thrill of Celine in Dolby Atmos. So, search Celine wherever you get your podcasts. That's S-E-L-E-N-E. Or visit www.rustyquill.com for more information. Hello folks, Helen here, voice of Azu in Rusty Quill Gaming. This is an advert for the podcast Anomaly. Anomaly is a TTRPG meditation podcast that takes you into a world of magic and fantasy. You'll be invited to imagine yourself in scenarios like learning to cast a tranquility spell or exploring a land once vanquished by a dragon, all connected by a shared mythology. The podcast combines the traits of a great dungeon master with those of a meditation guide, weaving tales of fantasy that stretch the imagination, while you learn to centre yourself, find confidence and relieve stress. Featuring the voices of Ruth Connell from Supernatural and Todd Stashwick from Star Trek Picard, Anomaly is available wherever you find podcasts or at seekanomaly.com. That's S-E-E-K-A-N-O-M-A-L-I-E. Dot com. That's all from me. 
Enjoy your episode and take care of yourself. Hi guys, Alex here. Firstly, me and the rest of the gang at Rusty Towers want to thank everyone who took the time to vote for us in the 2016 Podcast Awards. We were once again completely bowled over by everybody's support and want to let you know you all put the Sir in Sir Bertram McGuffingham. Right, now that our everlasting love and undying gratitude is out of the way, we have some good news, which is good, and some bad news, which is less good. The good news is... In addition to lining up a whole new run of special guests, we're in the final stages of organising a shiny new website, merchandise, a Patreon with exclusive rewards, convention appearances and much more. Unfortunately, that puts me in a bit of a pickle, because organising all that takes time which I just don't have. We currently have a team of editors working on the Magnus archives, but Rusty Quill Gaming is edited entirely by yours truly, and with its full soundscapes and much longer runtime, it is a mammoth task. In fact, It's so big that I've been having trouble just keeping up. With that in mind, I'm sorry to say that we are temporarily going to have to drop down to releasing episodes every two weeks until we are able to get some more editors on board. I'm really sad to do it, but like I said, it's only temporary and it will free up the time I need to really get Rusty Towers on the map. With that in mind, if you have any experience editing sound and want to help keep our tower rusty, please get in contact with us via our email, Twitter, Facebook or forums. I personally guarantee that anyone who steps up will be on first name terms with Bertie and be my personal best friend for life. So yeah, this means after today there won't be a new episode for another fortnight. We'll let you know as soon as we're able to return to our weekly schedule and we'll provide regular updates on social media in the meantime. Thanks for listening guys and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to episode 41 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me for yet another exciting adventure, I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and who are you playing? Self Smith, Hamasalah Harun Al-Tahan, Sasha Rackett. And we still have no Bertie McGuffingham after he departed. Mm. On a train to nowhere, let's say. Ignoring Hamid's crimes. Yeah, he's probably off having some sort of exciting, sexy adventure. That's what I'm guessing. I just assume that he's in a hotel getting pampered and having his nails done. Having an exciting, sexy adventure. Yeah. <laughs> he's just staring, in a jacuzzi. <laughs> he's just staring at his soothing finger again, just passing <laughs> enormous amounts of time staring Probably at his own hand. warm and safe. <laughs> so, I'm afraid that leaves the rest of us. Well, you, uh, after finding out a bit of world news, you did eventually, via some uh, dodgy addresses, eventually make your way to finding... Uh, Amelie Rose's mother, who seemed, I liked her. Madame Rose. Madame I liked her too. She has older women, you know, yeah, Miss yeah. Marple. She, she was on it. Yeah. And she gave you a lot of the missing pieces of the puzzle, thanks to a dead hand policy box, yeah. which her daughter had left. And She was one of those helpful NPCs that just tells you what to do, so you don't have to think too hard about how to solve <laughs> the plot yourself. <laughs> and I believe that whilst most of you still didn't really have much of an idea of the, the grand scheme, you certainly seem to have decided that maybe Notre Dame, maybe the catacombs were worth checking out e- either way. Basically, we got the impression that this all goes much deeper and much darker than the thing is, both figuratively and literally. Of the names on the list, the only one who's still around is Francois Henri, and we know he can potentially change our memories. 
Or whatever's controlling him. Yeah. And everyone else has had mysterious and strange good things happen to them. things. And moved far away. Nothing sinister or bad ever happened with unexpected good news. So everything's probably fine, probably. Seems like the sort of quest that can't go wrong. If you do get caught, then just excellent (laughs) things happen. (laughs) That's a good way to point to look at it, actually. I've got you now and ooh. What's behind this curtain? <laughs> it's a new car! <laughs> now, it's interesting you say that. So, um, smash cut to Prague. Hamid, you're now um, the dean of the university. Cut to Sasha. Wait, wait, wait. You Am I a dragon? School. Of course. then it's not a happy You're ending. two dragons. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, what we'll do is we'll say... We will accelerate time a bit because, presumably, having you know finished talking to uh, Madame Rose... You headed home. Yep. Get the it's, it's back a lo- to Paris. Yeah, it's a long journey, so I might just skip ahead, say you took your tiny little vehicles back. Mm-hmm. Had another massive meal. Had an enormous meal. Yes. And rested, so now I am back rested. up to the hit point. Oh yeah, don't rested. take any damage. I don't think I took yep. any damage. Because I, well, I took a lot of damage. And so Did you? I, I, was... I didn't notice. And Zolf's healing only got me so far back yep. up, so I'm now back to okay. Yep. And we will pick up the next morning. You have woken up, bright-eyed, bush-tailed, and we will skip past the enormous breakfast. Otherwise, we will have ten minutes of RPing deliciousness again. So, Notre Dame to go in or find a different entrance? Yeah, like, we should obviously go in as like tourists and whatever to case the joint, and then uh, maybe like look around for ways to get in underneath. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it wouldn't be too hard to just go round Notre Dame during the day and, and look around. Yeah. And, I mean, if we want to go into the catacombs, I don't know if it'd be easier to get in at night when there's less people to see us. Yeah, I wonder if there's um, tourists sneaking, in the sneaking in. It might be easier to bluff our way into the archaeological dig than the, the Notre Dame, though. Well, but Notre Dame will have uh, just have tourists, wouldn't it? Well, let's yeah. give it a go. No? Sightseeing. So second breakfast True. and then Notre Dame? Yes, well, let's make it a quick one, I think, though. Yeah, of course. Second breakfast is always pretty quick, especially so, after first breakfast was that big. For the sake of speed, we will cut ahead past second breakfast to... We're cutting past But it's the meals. second most important meal of the day! <laughs> <laughs> we will skip ahead to... Oh, you're, t- you're tickled, Bryn. We will skip to the approach to Notre Dame. So, Sasha, thanks to her uh, time amongst the gargoyles, has a really good idea of the sort of layout of Paris on the macro scale, because, I mean, she's seen all of it from the top down. And she had people guiding her. So you're able to get everyone there very easily. On the approach to the cathedral, the first thing that you notice Ooh, is... Oh, a pigeon. The bells. <laughs> the bells are ringing, actually. Funny you should say that. I realise you're just trying to make my edit hard, but it's, I'm going to make it worse, so don't worry. There are bells ringing continuously. I don't know if you've sort of been there in, in reality. There's an open space out front and so on. There are a lot of tourists. There are some sort of walking tours going on. There is an enormous amount of completely golden armoured paladins wandering around. It's weird, they give this sort of American football hero kind of vibe in that all of them seem attractive. Men, women, it doesn't matter. Like, they all seem to have a very radiant glow about them. Really, really, like, physically attractive. The glass circle of Notre Dame at the face is actually, in this reality, a large symbol of a sun. The cathedral itself... Which means it's... Apollo... And rather than it being sort of austere, it's completely coloured. So all of the um, facades, all of the cornicing, everything, very, very brightly coloured. 
bordering on garishly. Every single statue, their clothing is coloured, their face is coloured, their hair is coloured. It's like looking at a very busy painting. But on the ground levels, like we're saying, paladins everywhere, a lot of priests going around. There's a small number of supplicants who will sort of come up and then a paladin will sort of reach out and, or a cleric will reach out. And they're clearly, they're doing some minor healing as well. But it doesn't really seem very orderly. It seems very sort of ad hoc, do whatever. There's no cues or anything like that. The doors are wide open and there is a full male and female choir on either side of the doors singing. It's very flashy in a way that all of the Poseidon stuff was very austere and secretive and insular. This is the exact opposite of that in every way, every sense. Mm. This might be a little bit more difficult with the uh, paladins trotting about. On the flip side, you know, you can trust the paladin, so we could always just ask if we can go in. Speaking of which, the one comes up. Ladies, gentlemen, is there anything that I can be doing for you this fair morning? Courtesy of the great god Apollo who brought us this morning. Ha 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 ha! Good morning. We, we were hoping for a, a tour of the cathedral. Oh, of course. There are multiple tours. Honestly, if you can just find someone who's walking by, of course I could show you around myself if you'd prefer. Do the tours in, include the crypts underneath? Oh, and, I'm afraid the, uh, not, my. Chambers. I'm afraid not, my little man. The catacombs, etc., are completely off limits. I didn't know that. Thank you for that. Oh, you're That's very a, welcome. Very interesting. Any of you need of a heel or anything like that? I'm just tap my tribe. It's like, no, they've got that carpet thingy. Oh, I didn't see you there. Hello. Goodness me. It's good to see a fellow cleric. I want to say cleric. Yeah. What are you doing so far from the coast? Honestly, you're out of your jurisdiction. <laughs> We're by a river. That's a... You're we're, a sharp one. I like on, you. We're on an island. <laughs> Technically, yes. So. Isn't, like, eventually everything's an island? No, She's a profound is, one, isn't she? No, but this is actually an island. Oh, right. Got to get our escape routes covered. Yes, so, um, so we were just looking to, to look around and see see a bit about Notre Dame. Well, if you'd like, I can show you around. Or... That would be lovely. Thank you. Excellent. He begins his tour, and it's it becomes rapidly apparent as he begins walking around. He starts by doing a sort of lap of the actual sort of island and talking about things. He has a memorised rope passage, the broad history of it. As time passes, it becomes readily apparent that he's been really competitive with other paladins who are also showing people around. So anytime there's a tour and his tour comes up, they'll be like, and here you can see this frieze was originally dedicated. And here you can see this frieze was dedicated. And he's very I'm going to ask almost every door I see. I'm going to ask, oh, is that is that the one to, to the crypt? <laughs> I don't want to go through a door I'm not allowed to go through. <laughs> so once you've done the tour of the uh, outer island, he again, he takes you inside. And for once, finally, passing through the doors, he lowers his voice and goes, now we do have to be a bit quiet in here, so... Watch your volume, etc. Quite. Over here, you've got and lots of frowning faces and so on, and he proceeds to just go through the numbers. It is genuinely very interesting. The only reason I'm skipping past it is it takes a good three hours. It's very fulsome. He seems utterly tireless, just ploughing on and on and on. Every time you ask a question, his answer is always, I'll have to ask one of the clerics about it in a bit. He has his memorised rope, but that's all he's got. And whenever you ask about the doors, it's always a, no, not quite, my little man, but, you know, I'll let you know if it comes up. Uh, about hour one. <laughs> 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 Sasha might sneak off. Go for it. Give yeah. me a stealth check. Ooh, 16. The paladin doesn't notice you leaving. Yep. He is reciting something about one of the minor chapels coming off the side. 
Neither of us do. Either. Yeah, we just rolled as well. Neither <laughs> of us noticed Sasha leaving. You find yourself in a side chapel. There is a couple of people kneeling, praying to lit candles and so on. Hamid and Zolf have moved off, not aware that you've ducked out, still listening to um, the various <laughs> and names. And this portrait is of a large person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, that, that, is a, that is a very big person. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do, Sasha? All people are pretty big and... From my perspective. <laughs> Firstly, just wander around on her own. Sure. Um, and like, quite enjoy the fact that there's these wonderful sharp shadows. Because even if they've lit it very brightly, there's all those wonderful pillars. Yeah, yeah. There will be shadows. So just enjoy sort of like sneaking behind people. And be like, Ooh. Um, <laughs> I'd say I'm not even going to get you to do a stealth roll. The place yeah. is so garish and the paladins are so over the top. The clerics, for what it's worth, are a lot less over the top. They're a bit more austere. But nonetheless, like, there's so much going on, mm. you're not even needing to make rolls. Like, you mm. can start in the shadows, but it becomes readily apparent very quickly that stealth is not required in so this place. She will then basically try and follow the staff mm-hmm. and try and work out where the actual operations are. So the kind of people that are selling things at the gift shop or the sure. kind of people that are cleaning around and just sort of try and work out where are the places where the tourists don't go. Okay. That might be the way in. So I'll go into a, a broader description of the actual building itself and give you a bit more of a layout. So you have that large sun symbol at the entrance, a uh, lot of stained glass windows, things like that around the edges. The centre is still, you know, taken up by a number of pews. However, at the end furthest from the main entrance doors, there is a huge, potentially actually genuinely solid gold statue of Apollo. And by huge, I mean about 30 feet tall. He's on a chariot. It's a very dynamic one where the chariot is sort of towing the sun, which is low down. There's an enormous amount of gold in it to the point where if it is real, it's invaluably expensive and also almost certainly magic was involved in the construction or something because that's tons tons i'll cast detect magic a few times so i can see what's magical around as we're going on the tour it's more there's more magic kicking around than um when you're in the cavern of poseidon actually and there's more of it being used for more mundane things as well like floating candelabras and things like that (laughs) and you see that the ceiling is a massive picture the whole pantheon are there but it is them witnessing approvingly a sunrise However, as you are sort of going around, you detect magic on it, it is magical, and you start to notice that it's actually depicting the passage of the sun in real time, and occasionally the gods will move and things like that. Zolf still thinks it's tacky. (laughs) (laughs) Sasha, it becomes very clear that this central space Mm -hmm. is very much intended for tourists. There are a large number of doors leading off to the sides and to um, the higher levels and so on. It becomes clear that all of the balconies overlooking it, there are no tourists, that is just clerics and paladins. Okay. Uh, I might ask someone. Hello. Uh, so, like, I I heard that you got these wonderful, like, spooky catacombs, and uh, you know, always one for haunting me. And I wondered if there were ever any like tours around them. The cleric that you have popped up at takes one and goes, "I'll just fetch someone for you." All right. Steps cheers. across, grabs a paladin, female paladin. She comes along. Hello. Sorry, I heard you had a question. What was your question? Ah. Uh, I'm just interested about, like, the catacombs. Oh, you can't go to the catacombs. Those are off-limits to the public. Are they? But, like, do do ghosts and skeletons and stuff ever, like, escape and come up? Oh, you don't need to worry. We're all capable of dealing with such things. Oh, so is that why there's so many people here? Because you do get skeletons coming up. Oh, once upon a time, 
Back in The Rote Begins, they start talking, it is effectively saying that once upon a time, yeah, the catacombs were rancid with creatures. However, one of the first things that the new Church of Apollo did once they set up Notre Dame was send people down and cleansed as much as they could find. And yeah, the explanation, it just goes on and on. And then she starts trying to lead you and you see that she's actually leading you on the route that you just took about 20 minutes ago and starts just heading into the road. Uh, I think it's, I'm all right actually. I'm just, I'm, please, no, just let go of my hand. Uh, I can, I'm fine. I don't need to. Of course you're fine. All of these clerics, we are capable and the most prolific healers in the entire city. Right, <laughs> I don't know, like, no, like, please, I, I'm just, I've got, I've got some friends waiting for me. Please, uh, no, no, it's very pretty, all I'm, the bright colours. I'm afraid nice. it's, it's falling on deaf ears. Unless you literally pull yourself away and try to sneak away, you're doing this tour. Um, you know, I can see my friends, like, right over there. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's not happening. Oh, no, please stop. I'm cutting stop ahead. Stop telling me all this information. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't want it. No. <laughs> I'm cutting ahead. Education. <laughs> Sasha. You are just coming out of the front, having experienced not only the um, first hour twice, but the second hour, which she then proceeded to do. And she was, she had a grip like iron and was pulling you the whole way. No! <laughs> the loudest Sasha has been. <laughs> Zolf and Hamid, you are outside and you see Sasha finally extricate Sasha? herself from I've, another I've bought tour. some street food. Sure, yeah, you'll be there. And you finally reconvene outside the front. You can hear more paladins loudly declaiming exactly the same words as they lead everyone on a subtly clockwise route. Would, would you like a snail? They're really good. Did you know the, the statue yeah. <laughs> in the left pedestal? We, we got it too. It was erected in 1530, but it got defaced in 1545 <laughs> by someone that wanted to pay for their own statue to be in that place. So the face is original. And did, did you know that the actually, the, actually I have the, a question. The sun it right it, it works in real time. Yeah, we, it follows we, it follows the path. Sasha, are you seem traumatized. It'll be okay, Sasha. The, the hair in the so, Apollo so, statue. I actually have a question, which I just thought real. of. What? And you might know this because you're religious too. Why is Far it away. called Notre Dame? Because Notre Dame means Our Lady. I know, mate. Acknowledge religion. Go for it. Sixteen. Do you have history? Yes, also 16. <laughs> <laughs> so, for your knowledge history, you know that originally there was a building upon the site that was dedicated to one of the meritocrats. And it was eventually repurposed for the Church of Apollo with their permission, but it is actually dedicated to, the, the land was originally named for one of the meritocrats. That lady ended up in a lovely meritocratic marriage to the tramp. There is, an interesting, <laughs> there is an interesting historical tidbit, which is no one's quite sure which one it was dedicated to. It was dedicated, but due to an ambiguity in the um, actual deeds and papers and so on, that it's dedicated to Our Lady, but they don't actually know which meritocrat it is. It's like a little peccadillo. Most likely the Parisian one, but not necessarily. Basically, what he said. <laughs> oh, thank you, Zolf. That's really interesting. <laughs> Always happy to help. Definitely In fact, wasn't. actually, if you look forward here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sasha. Okay. You're so, in safe space. There's no learning. So we, we'll, <laughs> what, what do you want to do this afternoon? I mean, 
if we're going to the archaeological dig, I still think we should wait till after. Right, let's have after a, dark. We can have a mooch about. Let's let's. I think we should look at it. I think that like maybe if we could we could just head underground. I think that would be great. I think we should just head underground. There's the alternative like, is we just go through the sewer. Yeah, like underground's great. I don't I don't like sewers. No it one was likes quite them. They're full of poo. Last time we went to a sewer. Yes. Oh, was it? <laughs> was it? <laughs> I had to dive in after you. <laughs> Although so, after it was that you didn't end up swimming in any pool. I, d- I didn't, but there was still residue. residue. So what <laughs> is your plan? Uh, right, I think it's go to the ar- go to the dig site, right? Underground, yes. I mean, we could have a nap. I mean, if we go exploring have overnight, a we, we should have a nap before we do that. Hammond, this hotel life has <laughs> really had its effect on you. We've got a job to do. I want to case the joint in the light and then... We can head have a nap. underground. Sure, we'll have you a can n- have a nap if you want. I'll be fine sleeping. Just say, maybe you. up all night. Well, if you, I'd, I'd okay, like actually, to have a nap. In which case, why don't you go have a nap myself? Well, I'll come with you this <laughs> point. I'm just saying we should build a nap into the schedule. <laughs> so, what's your plan? Well, what? first of all, we're going to have a nap around about three thirty. <laughs> okay. Sasha, My point is when you, I head up, that's dig. what I need to know. Let's go to the dig. first or second lunch. Good question. I'm heading up in the direction of the. Archaeological dig. We will cut off We will cut off this conversation as a paladin rocks up, going, "Oh, are you no, interested no, in a tour? No, we're fine. No, <laughs> cutting ahead. I'm going to tour of the river. Cutting ahead. Can you give me a knowledge? Is he local, worth a drowning? <laughs> Twenty. Twenty. Okay. Not an actual one. You sure. You make your way quite easily. Um, <laughs> Hamid, you start to get a little bit lost because you're taking down the non-touristy aspects of Paris, side streets and so on. Sasha, you actually take a really efficient beeline route through all of the back streets and you start pulling away from the main part of the city and actually back towards the sort of dingier side. Not the really, like, not Eiffel's Folly or anything like that, but you're heading more towards the sort of district that Le Grand Gazette's in and eventually you start coming down and you head down a rather steep slope and it seems to be maybe some kind of drainage or something similar almost like it's um, something for storm drains things like that but heading down eventually you come beneath the bridge there it's a large bridge it's clearly very old construction and there appears to be a large amount of construction at the base of the bridge they are making use of earth elementals multiple ones you see slowly moving around, heading into beneath this tunnel which is well lit. There are a number of sort of keepers for the elementals and a number of what look to be archaeologists, things like that, sorting through items outside at the base of the bridge. It's it's still good weather and it's clear that this is the dig that you were heading towards. Alright, that looks that looks like a good I way in. I told you it'd be quite busy. I mean it'd just be better to come back when the there's, there's easily about forty people here. Um, yeah, we just wanted to see it. Yeah. And we could ask them what's going on. But yeah, interested. Tourists. You should probably do do that yeah. because they might start listing facts again. <laughs> Maybe you can uh, claim from university. Yeah, yeah. Say we come on a job from the British Museum, even, uh, and so we're. Oh, well, I, I can ask them what's what's going on. At least. Someone yes. who's clearly yeah. a foreman has already started coming over, having seen you. He's wearing basically a hard hat. It's only just steel and plain, but he's quite a small man, a little bit portly. And he has a sort of um, a, a nervous air to him, carrying a clipboard. Oh. Uh, who, who are you? What, uh, what are you here for? Sorry. 
Well, we, we don't have any official business. We're actually... Um, oh, no, no um, rubbernecking here. Sorry. We've got quite a lot of work to do. Well, enough without having to deal with people like yourselves. No, I, I do understand. When I say we don't have any official business necessarily, I mean, we're actually... Um, Terry, put a, that down. You know that that has to go to Collection B. On a, on a job from the British Museum. Um, he takes a moment. No, 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 no. You guys aren't here till Thursday. We were very clear well, about that. Well, You're not here till the Thursday. I exactly, but we just wanted to get a, a step a, a ahead of ourselves and just make sure there's nothing we need to... His manner any other seems... Any other things we have to do first, just before His Thursday. His manner seems very, very um, irate. The second that you mentioned the British Museum, rather than being more conducive, it's gone the exact opposite way. Now, you listen here. We were very clear with you about what your conditions are. You're lucky that you're allowed in this dig at all. Frankly, you guys have been so appropriationist with everything that we've dug up before that you're lucky that we're letting you hear it all. So you're going to listen to me. You're going to get back. And you clearly touched a really raw nerve by mentioning the British Museum. I'll be very apologetic. I'm just... Give me a diplomacy roll. Yeah. 25. Yeah, you, you managed to sort of bring the situation back down using skill. It's clear that... You fluked upon a really yep. sore topic, but yeah, you managed to talk him back down. He's just like, right, sorry, I, 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 I totally understand. That. I mean, I, I admit we, we haven't always uh, uh, done as, as well as we could in the past, so um, we'll, we'll leave it to it. We, did, we didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's, it's, um, it's fair enough. We just wanted to make sure we were doing it right this time. Yeah. So like, well, get advance notice. Contravene any any of your regulations. Exactly. So, but but we'll, we'll leave it all till Thursday if that's if that's what's best like, for you. Come on, come on! I'll show you the basic entrance, but I'm not taking any deeper than no, that. No, of not course, today. of course. And he he again, right. proceeds to take you towards the main entrance. It's clear that what appears to be a sort of earthen tunnel when you're getting closer isn't actually that. In the foundations of the bridge, there's actually a, a gated doorway, so it looks right. like very, very heavy wrought iron. But the reason that there's so much crusting around the outside is, as you see, yet another earth elemental duck in. A bit of them just sort of <laughs> scrapes off, scrapes on the top and so on. So it's given it this kind of crusty earthen <laughs> look. Sure. But it's actually completely worked stone. Yeah. So, yeah, heading down, it's very, very busy. There's... Clearly, a, like a really big effort been made. There's obviously something, a big project taking place. Heading down, it heads down the tunnel, and after maybe five minutes of walking, lots of stopping, Earth Elemental goes past. Keep walking, stop. A cart of um, wrapped items is brought up, and so on. Leads you down. Can we see anything about the shape of these items? Um, honestly, they're most of them are encased in like mud and filth. Kind of praise in it. Not really. They're not. In, you'd have to. You'd have to <laughs> dust them off. You'd have to do some basic archaeology to get them into a state where you can appraise them. That's for other people. <laughs> Lesser appraisers. Mm. Eventually, you get brought down into what turns out to be quite a large cavern, and it has a very gothic air, and I mean that in the artistic gothic sense, not just a sort of general vibe. Everyone's wearing black. Everyone's black. Moaning. Really bass music yeah, playing. Yeah, sort of drone music. <laughs> so lots, yeah. of, lots of eyeliner. <laughs> or is that they're just hammered? <laughs> <laughs> Takes the sleeves off, put them off, full goth gear. <laughs> so there's a... There's a no, I've put, I put them on when I'm wearing a hard hat. Ah, clever. <laughs> So it's not a real hard hat, so if anything falls, <laughs> yeah, you'll take it loads of damage. The hard hat, it does nothing! <laughs> <laughs> so it is a low vaulted ceiling. Um, it's not huge, it's not elaborate. It's very clear that this is not a space for the public to be in. There are a large number of small alcoves around the side with little identifying plaques beneath. And the former's just going, so obviously we're... Um, Generally speaking, the deeper in you go, the older these are. Of course, of course. Um, what you're in here is the skull containment number, flipping through six. Obviously, we've removed all of these um, for the sake of decency. They've been buried off-site. Nothing of particular interest was found. Obviously, to, you've got east, you've got north, you've got west. 
you already know about Northern Wing, that's the one that you're going to be dealing with. Yes, yes. East and West, of course, is um, leading off into the separate areas. Please do not take the Western Tunnel, it heads towards, eventually, apparently, it heads towards the Ordinatists. Please do not go near them, they have a private lease on all of the subterranean land. Of course, of course. I heard the East, you haven't fully explored the Eastern one yet, even. The, it's still, it goes further we're than you, you, we're still you doing, anticipated. We're still doing a lot of work on the Eastern side. Um, honestly, it's, it's, it's not really your concern. No, I appreciate your concern. Of course, of course. Sorry, but just... Interested. I'll try to restrain myself. And then he carries on and points down to the northern, and it's very clear that whatever the English team that he thinks you are are bringing to the table is experts on the architectural side. And he's talking about more the foundations of the city. Obviously, it's such a warren that even though he says the northern tunnel, eastern tunnel, western tunnel, within about 50 yards, that meaning ceases completely because it's so winding. And is there any indication which direction would that Notre Dame would be in? No, not really. Yeah. In, in a literal sense, the catacombs beneath Paris are a maze. Yeah. So eastern, northern, and western is literally just talking about from these three points are more or less vaguely western, room. vaguely eastern, vaguely northern. But even then, he's yeah. as he goes on, he, he explains, and he, he just starts doing a really boring health and safety thing. Do not stray from the following things. We've marked everything that you can go at. Anything that was marked with a red, you have to avoid. Structurally unsafe. Anything marked with a green may have some kind of miasma, things like that. Stay clear of that. They have a notation system set up for the areas that they are exploring in this dig. Is there any maps around? Um, then, I'll, I'll ask him if, he, if they've mapped it out. Even. Oh, for goodness sake. Look, I've given you all of the documents. For God, wait here. Goes off. You hear a conversation that broadly comes down to uh, the British are here, the other one, oh, for God's sake. Blah, 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 blah. He, co he comes back with a fairly thick folder. You're lucky that we knew you'd need a second copy. He passes it to you. Everything that you need's in there, all of the details of the dig. Just be on time this time, okay? I thank him profusely and apologise even more profusely. Like, well, as fun as this was, I actually have to get back of course. to my work. So, so, sorry, so, so sorry. you can show yourselves out, thank you. Yes. And he just strides off and starts berating one of the elemental handlers for sending him down the wrong tunnel. I might sneak off. Interesting. Well, I think that if there's a way for all of us to get lost, this might be a good opportunity. You tell me. Uh, like how many people are around as, as we sort of very um, slowly start heading back towards the entrance? a lot yeah. like there's maybe six earth elementals which are sifting through the dirt really interestingly for probably not Hamid because he's a bit more experienced on these it's really peculiar in that they seem to have their hands on the ground and one side is sucking up dirt into the actual body and it begins to make up the body and then sucking it back down the other arm and occasionally something will filter out the back it appears that they are incredibly efficiently just sifting through their bodies is how they're sifting it and then walking back another earth elemental literally steps out of what looks like a solid wall in front of you passes through the wall again on the other side they're that moving is, through it like air that would be so useful for sneaking around in a wall i can only get next to walls <laughs> but there are at least 30 employees it's very busy yeah. i mean you get the very clear impression that if you were to head down even just a couple of tunnels, it would get very quiet very quickly. Mm. What I would say is no one seems to be paying attention to you. No one's batting an eyelid. The hard hat seems to be actually be doing a, a good lot of the work. Is Anyone who turns an eye sees the hard hat, mutters something about inspections and then carries on. So no one's really paying any attention. Right, see, this is a technique I've used before. You just put on a glowing top and everyone thinks that you're in charge. Very. Do we want to... Do this now or come back later? Well, this might be our best opportunity, but... Oh no, we're lost. 
I wonder which way is the way out. If we, if we just. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you're saying this on a long, straight, very clear and obvious which is the way out. I wonder. Well, we, we've got turned around. If we, if <laughs> I we just think... stride off conf- confidently and wonder actually if, if I look like I'm sort of ushering you that way. Okay. So you yeah. Lead on. We might be able to get away with it. That'd be great. And he already thinks the British are incompetent, so it's kind of believable yeah. if we get stopped. I think so. So which Good direction do you take? National identity. We will say that whilst there are small side ones, again, they are small, like a lot of them, yeah. it's, it's very clear it's a nook and nothing more. Broadly speaking, you are going to have to pick north, east or west from that central point, because that's where anything that actually has any the distance to east it. East is the one... East is the one that the foreman suggested headed towards the ordinatists bit. Let's head down that one, a point towards the ordinatists bit. Yeah. Quickly and confidently, like we're doing the right thing, then. How do I do that? Just follow him. (laughs) Okay. So, you head down the east tunnel. Obviously, you are now having to walk quite confidently, as if you know what you're doing. So, I'm thinking of this as a bluff rather than a stealth roll, because it's a social. Can you? I will allow you to cover for everyone, because the hard hat people assume that you're the one who's in charge. Good, because my bluff is bad. Uh, I rolled a 16, 16? so 25. 25, yeah, no, no one assumes. What I am going to get you to do, though, is make some very quick decisions because part of this bluff is you yep. know where you're going. So I'm going to give you some decisions, and unless someone tells me otherwise, I'm going to let Hamid make the decision since he's quote-unquote leading you. Sasha would have a very good idea of being able to navigate underground and a sense of direction. So technically, knowing the sort of direction of things when you're in conditions like underground or in a blizzard would normally come under survival. But I totally agree that contextually, Sasha would have an easier time dealing with things underground. She doesn't know the way around Paris underground, but she'd be able to say, as you turn through different things, like, I don't know whether the, the tunnel continues that way, but that is the right way. Do you have... What knowledges do you have? I only have local then what I'll do is give me a flat wisdom check. So just roll it and then add your wisdom modifier. I am quite wise. So that's 11. 11. So the problem that you have is Mm. that whilst you are able normally to do this, everything's really interesting. Uh. Because as you're walking through, you do walk through parts and there appears to be a full set of armour, but intended for a skeleton and things like that. Where it's like really, yeah, could wear it. like re- <laughs> really off the wall stuff that you've never seen before. Like you get distracted too easily. Someone's digging up a contraption. It looks like it's a primitive that. dig. Yeah. <laughs> and the problem is, you just get so distracted that you're like, yeah. okay, cool, I know where. Oh, oh no! Oh, shiny. <laughs> yeah. So you, you just end up losing it. But Hamid, I need you to make some quick decisions yep. for me. Are you ready? Left or right? Left. Left or right? Right. Forwards or right? Forwards. Forwards or right? Forwards. Left or forwards? Left. Turn to page 23. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Eventually, you <laughs> manage to place interesting, yourself... Interesting mm. Interesting sound in that okay. 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 You manage He's going to have fun, are we? <laughs> yeah. You leave the work behind. I will presume that to cover your bluff, you have been looking through the portfolio as you're walking. Oh, yeah. Obviously, busy, 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 busy. Yeah, business, yeah, yeah. business, business, business. So, documents, part... got, got to keep the documents documented. <laughs> part of the uh, notation system that's very clear on the health and safety side is red means structurally unsound. Yep, the man said that. Yep, green is 
they, they called them miasmas. Yellow is for unexplored and unknown. So it's a case of we're just drawing a line here yeah. because it gets so convoluted that there's no way of really knowing where it ends up. Sasha is going to leave a slash with her oldest dagger <laughs> in the corner of every time that we make a turning. Uh-huh. And they also mentioned that blue is to do with utilities. So whether there are power cables, a tunnel, existing things like that, but it's more things like it may not be unsound and fall on you if you go there, mm. but there's a good chance you might cut off power to a block and things like that. You find yourself in a yellow district. So it's not particularly dangerous or anything like that, but as the people slowly drop away, you, um, you get the notation. So eventually you realise you're at the edge of their explored dig. It is still vaulted ceilings. As you've been moving on, there have been more items in the alcoves to the mm -hmm. side. And it just so happens that in this aspect of the, um, of the alcoves, you're mostly dealing with human remains. So you happen to be in a part where there's an enormous amount of indexed femurs. So it's just leg bone, leg sure. bone, leg bone, leg bone, leg bone, with a little plaque and an ID number. But nonetheless, you are in an area where almost everything is back in the walls. Occasionally, there is an extremely damaged statue in a corner or so on. Water damage and things like that, where what used to be a face is now just a blank mask. And what used to be fingers have eroded away into just lumps. They're still vaguely human looking, but it's quite sinister. It is certainly, there's no natural light down here as well. I will go ahead and say that you can have picked up something on the fly from any of the sort of stores that they had. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you I Hamid, Hamid certainly bought you one You will at some have point. been able to pick up a torch, like an yeah. actual electric torch. It has a handle on the side. If you wind it, it will sort of charge it up and get it brighter. It is as bright as a normal flame lit torch. It's not particularly that effective. The handle is connected to a tiny whip. So the, uh, Genuinely, uh, what happens is the, the handle on the side aggravates the elemental within to generate more power. Mechanically speaking, it holds charge for 10 rounds. It is a full round action for three rounds just to wind it up again. It's very inefficient. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But it's basically all they've got unless you're using magical means. And as far as you can tell further in, they were using magical means. Yeah. This is intended for a non-magical, quick, once-through emergency measure. It's very bulky as well, mm. so you're not able to move at any kind of speed carrying it. I've sure. got dark vision. Well, of course, you're going to be fine. <laughs> so you are at the edge of the explored areas in a femur room. There are three tunnels leading off from where you are. The stone still looks worked, although occasionally there's a broken flagstone and a huge amount of dirt. You've walked past the odd um, red-taped yeah. cave-in area. So I think we're safe from being found now, probably not going to get discovered. Uh, so I'm guessing that what we're trying to do is find the ordinators, because I suppose if they're breaking in there, we can follow them to Notre Dame. Yeah, see I mean, up to. see if, there's, if anyone's left anything behind, if, if they've been down here using this as a, a way to get between the two, um, yep. but sort of a, a bit away from the, the dig maybe, but we can explore a bit more carefully now and see see what's around and see if there's anything that seems that... Like it might not be connected to the dig. All right. Well, let's just head straight, like straight forward for as long as we can, and then like you see. Think that might be the best direction. Well, we don't know where else, do we? Well, I've got a compass. What? Well, great. East. <laughs> yeah. I'll get the compass out and look at the the little pointer. And go east. Okay. The stone over time reaches worse and worse condition. 
what started as a little bit of water damage, so like most of the statues are alright, oh that one's a bit creepy, becomes universal. What used to be human remains in these alcoves has deteriorated to mush. You've no idea what it was. It's wet. Very, very wet. In fact, it's reaching the point where you're seeing small amounts of water seeping through holes in the walls. The flagstones are giving way to unworked stone occasionally, so you'll see a tunnel leading off and it's leading into just rock. You keep going. The bits that you are on still appears to be, roughly speaking, worked stone, and it leads deeper and deeper underground. Give me a perception check, all of you. Nine. Nine? Seventeen. Seventeen? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Sasha, mm-hmm. you can spot Hamid. You might have the hint of this, but not enough to be sure if it's mm-hmm. not your imagination. The further east you get, the worse the smell becomes. Really vile odour. Multiple layers of awfulness. It's not just like, ooh, that smells a bit like poo. And you just get an occasional waft. You get the impression that it's a really powerful smell mm. at a great distance, which is why the others may not have noticed it yet, because you just happen to get a freak breeze and things like that. Uh, guys, like, are there any demony things that like emit stench as they're because there's i mean i don't know like that i swear that was like rotting flesh or something but there's no flesh down here so like well, is there some kind of dead bodies i mean but they're like they're the old. bones the bones have melted hamid they're not gonna smell or at least only like kind of weird well we should weird bone well, wet smell we should be careful but know. is there any kind of monster that like a not, rotten thing? Not one that I can think of. Z- zombies? What What do zombies smell like? <laughs> Probably zombies. <laughs> Helpful. So, you know, undead. I don't know. I, I've not come into much contact with you. Right. Well, no. let's just be quiet and right. keep the torch low. Try not to... So if people are looking and... Can all of you give me another perception check? Um, eight. 26. 24. Heading down. For a start, all of you begin to notice the smell. And yeah, it is rank. It is basically as bad a smell as you can make. You also notice that the quality of the stonework has deteriorated to the point where it's starting to look unsafe. Like you'll walk past and even though you've been quite quiet, there's a trickle of stone. In fact, Sasha noticed that a trickle of stone that starts small starts getting quite large and a bit a little chunk of um, brickwork um, we falls. Should, we should go go back this way. Everyone go back this way. Reflex save. Okay. Ooh, I'm going to get squished again. Four. Four for Zolf. Thirteen. Thirteen for Hamid. Eight. Eight. Okay, so that trickle of stone... Sasha, you're supposed to be the dodgy one (laughs) every time. You will only take half damage. Yeah, true. (laughs) So that small trickle of stone finally releases what looks like some kind of keystone in the ceiling, something that's been there a while. It drops... And then all of the arch around it begins to cave in. What's worse, a large amount of water is coming with it. It's not a huge, like, sinking ship amount, but clearly the water has eroded all of the cement between those bricks. And they drop. And they drop on all of you. Each of you roll me, because I can't roll that many dice, 2d6. Sasha, I will count this as something that you're able to take half damage on because of the nature of the fall. Replay. Uh, nine. Mm-hmm. Five. Seven. You round up or down? In this system, you almost always round down. Okay, cool. You all take that in damage. Yeah. It is falling rock, dirt, etc. And you have all found yourself buried. All of you are buried. 
with no exceptions. There is no light. There is no sound apart from the seeping, cloying feel of water slowly impregnating all of the earth around you. I never thought, never thought I'd miss Bertie. And what you hear is... <laughs> end of episode. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Well, crikey, that's not <laughs> yeah. fun. I'm sure you'll all be fine, and if you're not fine, at least you're in the appropriate place. Yep. We've come pre-buried. Yay! <laughs> I feel like you're all doubting the jeopardy of the situation. No, I'm, I'm just really depressed. See, the second that there's not a dog here, I have to kill one of you in order to raise the stakes. <laughs> I've just, like, Sasha has nearly died so many times. You're right, to you're it. right, that's, that's a boring one. It'll have to be Hamid or Zolf. one of the others, because they all expect me to die. That's a good point. Well then, we'll wrap up there. We'll tune in next week and I'll decide which of the party has to die. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Sure, sure. So I kept stumbling, but, but I always left a pause. And they were like, "Your edit breaks are just great." <laughs> I was trained well with beatings and fear. Which is Alex's face, just going, "Oh, I have to find that now." <laughs> but honestly, yeah, like it's useful as opposed to James, who I have to splice words together occasionally. Right. <laughs> I really enjoy this game. <laughs> Well, that's good, because that means if James dies, we can keep Bertie in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Franken voice him. Genuinely possible at this point. Oh, God. For all of us. You could just replace and us all. And all yeah. his noises. Yeah, yeah. So, like, zombie Bertie is... I'd even add the... It would be a bit... If he'd actually died, it would be quite tasteless. I'd, I'd add but the... But <laughs> <laughs> No fun. No time for that nonsense. We're not here for fun. <laughs> We're here for plot points. And dog butchers. Have you ticked off enough laughs? I'm tempted you didn't to... hit your laugh quota. I'm tempted to Back just... to the laugh mind with you. Ha! 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 won't work on audio. No. <laughs> Screw you guys. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM and with me today I have... A... <laughs> Idiot. Oh, that's our new guest. That would be so rude. Hello, yeah. hello, no, no, idiot. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. I that's am great. the GM with no name. <laughs> yeah, let's try that one again. Hello, and welcome to episode 41 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me for yet another exciting adventure, I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas... 
And the yawning Insert gulf. yawning absence here. We're a shouting. <laughs> You're ruining the illusion. I'm James. not here at all. I'm, I'm putting up the soundproofing again. <laughs> I'm going back into the other room and trying not to catch my fingers on anything. Ooh, just carry on like I'm not here. Ooh. If anything, such an since we James, he's been louder. And yeah. more Certainly more obnoxious. <laughs> but harder to attach a mic to. <laughs> Moving around. If you've, ooh, this object is mysteriously lifting up on the table and going back down again. Go away. You feel a certain coldness. Go it's away. Alex's attitude towards me. <laughs> where, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> and who are you playing? <laughs> I can hear you. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, Headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone. Helen here. Today, I'm here to tell you about Celine, a podcast recently launched on the RQ network. Step into Celine, a city cloaked in darkness and teeming with horrors. From evil headmistresses to murderous marionettes, black worm parasites, haunted hotels, and eerie sleepwalkers, meet the paranormal investigators of Needle Street, newly arrived to battle the encroaching malevolence. Inspired by Poe, Edward Gorey, and Agatha Christie, their adventures promise twisted mysteries and unforgettable characters. Immersive audio brings the city to life, blending dark humour with bone-chilling suspense. Join the investigators as they navigate Celine's shadows, where mystery and intrigue await at every turn. And now, you can experience the thrill of Celine in Dolby Atmos. So, search Celine wherever you get your podcasts. That's S E L E N E. Or visit www.rustyquill.com for more information. <laughs> 